1: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers,
0: hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.
2: All right. Welcome back to another episode of Dice It Up. Ice, we are so blessed to be joined by the new head coach of the Butler Bulldogs, Austin Parkinson. Coach, uh one, congrats on the incredible last season at IUPUI and your overall tenure there. And then, of course, the uh, new role. And uh, we appreciate you coming on to talk hoops with us.
1: Yeah, no, I've been looking forward to it. Thanks for having me.
2: I was sound nice before this. I I met you at Media Day, and I was so surprised to to see that your your grandpa actually played for Coach Rupp, uh, so many strong Kentucky ties. You're... Dad was an incredible point guard at Purdue. You were an incredible point guard at Purdue. Uh, Do you still get out and hoop at the players a bit?
1: You know, I don't. It's funny. The last time I played, I teased a player of mine years ago. She kind of doubted. And I think she was doubting my ability. So I said, we're going to play. And uh, we played three games uh, to make it, take it to 12. And I beat her 12-0, 12-1. But in the third game, she drove the ball. And she's a really strong kid. And she hit me in the rib. And I... uh, I kind of had to tough it out. I ended up winning, but uh, found out uh, I, she broke uh, two of my ribs. And so uh, that was my last time really getting out there uh, playing with the players. So uh, that was, that was a fun memory.
3: Oh, my my goodness. I can't imagine the conversation after knowing that, like, I broke my coach's ribs like this. That's like (laughs) that's a little scary. Like, can you still play me?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, you know, it was one of those things at the time I toughed it out. So she didn't know till later. I don't think she found out till quite a bit later that I broke my rib. But I slept on the couch for four weeks in the same spot because it was uh, I couldn't breathe.
3: (laughs) Wow. That is a story. (laughs) Okay. Um, well, coach, you've had a tremendous success um, in one-on-one against your players, but also in, in women's college basketball. All-time winningest coach at IUPI. Um, got to the NCAA tournament twice, technically, 2020 and then 2022. Um, you know, you've dominated the horizon league the last you know few years and now you're stepping into the big East, you know, um, what's the mindset for you as a coach changing conferences, because we know that that can be a lot.
1: Well, you know, one of the unique things about what IUPUI, um, we actually changed conferences halfway through my tenure there. So we were in the summit league yep. and had to kind of adapt a style, you know, in that league playing the Dakota schools. And I think my last year there, we were in the championship game. And then we shifted to the horizon league where, you know, green Bay had pretty much dominated that league from 1998 to 2018. And so um, we had to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we compete in this league? And uh, you know, now uh, going into the big East, obviously there's some uh, marquee teams that, you know, continue to, to do a great job and, you know, we've got to figure out how to uh, get on their level and, and build habits and consistent habits that'll allow us to compete with that level. But, you know, I'm excited for the challenge. I think Butler's a pretty special place. And, uh, you know, it's something that, that we're really excited about.
3: When you think of big East women's basketball, what do you think of, what are some of those characteristics that you think of playing in this league that you're going to have to adapt to and adjust to right away?
1: Well, I love the fact that it's a basketball league. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I look at the coaching in the big East. I think it's some of the best coaching in the country. Uh, the other part of it, I think there's very different styles. You know, you have motion teams in Villanova and Creighton, you know, you've got a, maybe a Marquette team that, that uh has has had some strong post players you know you obviously have the um you know loaded mcdonald's all americans of of yukon you know you think of uh seton hall and st john's very athletic you know there's just a lot of different variety um and so you've got to you got to have a style of play that's going to be able to adapt night in and night out and you're not going to be able to play one way and i think that's going to be uh important in the coming years
2: it's it's interesting to hear you say that because uh I mean, you look at... I mean, I definitely dig hard into statistics, especially like with with IUPUI and and understanding the net rating that you all had. I mean, you look at it from the program you inherited, uh, it was like 325th in the country to the last three seasons, you were a top 20 uh, according to her hoop stats net rating, which is a little different, but uh, I like it better than the the normal branded uh, net rating stat. But for a team like IUPUI, to be that high and to have pretty much a slower than average pace but be incredibly efficient, it's it's amazing to get so many teams to buy into that same system but still keep the efficiency when you have turnover of uh, players from you know program to program, year to year. Can you talk about gaining your players' trust? Uh, and do you think that being a player uh, and playing college basketball, learning what coaches – that you liked uh, how that may have helped.
1: Well, what interesting that you said, you know, you talked about our efficiency at IUPUI um, in a slower than average pace. The ironic part, statistically speaking, that's absolutely true. If you actually watched us play, we play with a lot of pace. We get the ball up and down the floor. The big thing, though, is, uh, you know, we don't hold the ball uh, and there's a lot of ball movement. The ball might mm-hmm. change the sides of the floor quite a bit. And then there was a lot of balance to the way we played. Um, you know, our one through four could shoot it. Our post obviously had back to the basket, um, you know, abilities. And so our thing was, you know, kind of back to what I said about it going into the Big East. We've got to be able to attack things multiple different ways. And, and we just felt like, you know, being balanced uh, allowed us to do that. Uh, I always looked at a team like South Dakota State. You know, Aaron Johnson's been incredibly successful there. And uh, his teams, you know, I remember one year they, they won the league and their best player averaged 12 points a game. And uh, I remember doing the, filling out the ballots at the time. And, you know, they had this kid is like, you know, borderline first team. It's like, this kid's a no question best player in the league. It's just, she's part of a system that there's some balance to it. And so, you know, we've tried to have a lot of balance, uh, you know, on our roster and the way that we play, we obviously want to play fast, but I always say this too, you know, how many press conferences do you see with a coach where he gets a job and he says two things. He says, you know, we're going to be a family, and we're going to play really fast. And it's like, well, that, you know, that sounds cute. But the reality is, are you are you in basketball? You know, can, can you run at the pace you need to play at? And two, can you do that and take care of the basketball? And, you know, my current roster last year, they they turned the ball over at an alarming rate. So can we play faster? Absolutely. Can we do that and take care of the ball? Those things, you know, those things have to go hand in hand.
0: So is Dana. that kind of
3: what you want to be? Sorry, Dana, is no, that kind good. of what you want to be—the the basketball identity of this team, a team that takes care of the ball but can also play with a lot of pace? Um, or is there something else that you kind of want to be the basketball identity for Butler?
1: Well, we'll always be a defensive-minded team from the standpoint that we're going to play man-to-man. You know, we're going to pick up the basketball. Um, but from an offensive standpoint, our offense has a lot of creativity to it. But we do play with a lot of pace. So if you came to our practices. You know, we're not on the, you know, and we're not one of those programs where we're getting on the line and running, you know, sprints to to get in shape. Uh, our entire practice is, is pace, pace, pace. And so, you know, we want to get the ball up the floor. We want to advance it. We want to be in attack mode. But at the same time, we also want to be organized in what we're doing. If it's not there, you know, we want the ball to, to, you know, you probably, if you came to a practice or hear me on the sideline, I'm saying, move, move, get the ball moving. I, I don't like watching people dribble the air out of it. And, uh, you know, I like to see the ball spread around. So that's, that's, you know, how we want to play.
3: Love it.
2: I love having or watching your teams last year because there, no matter who you played, there was never really a, a sense of, Oh, IUPUI is this, you know, classic mid-major that is afraid to step into a big situation. Uh, It seemed like they had that identity and grit of, We don't care who we're playing, we'll go in, give it our best shot, and sometimes win. Uh was so bummed about the Oklahoma game, but uh thrilled beyond uh beyond doubt. I was actually like touring my wedding venue during the Iowa game and trying to watch on my phone because I was fine with whatever my wife now wife wanted uh to actually pick. But um but yeah, love that identity that you instill in your team. Hearing from your press conference. Uh, talking about your wife and the support system you have, uh, how important is that for you in being able to take this uh, so-called dream job and and what is your considered
1: basketball heaven? Yeah. So interesting. My wife, we have such a, a cool dynamic. So she is a designer. She owns her own interior architecture firm and uh, kind of a, you know, last week, I'll give you an example, wild week last week. She's a part of a, a group of designers, uh, for house beautiful. That's designing a home, uh, in Atlanta. And she has, I think the kitchen and a couple different things, but anyway, she had to fly out. Uh, she was gone for four days. So I had our kids, I'm making PB and J's. I'm getting them to school, getting them to bed. She got back at like one in the morning from her flight. And, uh, I was flying out the next morning to Madison square garden for media day. And, uh, and so what's been interesting about her field is uh, obviously very uh, male centric mine is very female centric and so uh, our discussions at dinner uh, are very valuable to each other i i pick wow. her brain on a lot of things and um, she's incredibly supportive with our team uh, we do a lot of events at our house we got a big halloween party coming up uh, saturday at our house last nice. year I was lasso i don't think i'll be able to top that but so I. <laughs> we're 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 looking we're looking forward to uh To our annual Halloween party, so she does a great job with it.
2: I actually made my wife be Coach Beard. I I gotta show uh, show for that. She's a real trooper.
1: My wife was Danny Rojas last year. So,
3: (laughs) I love that, Um, Coach. Well, we we went through and kind of stalked your Instagram and social medias a little bit. We saw some pictures with blue, uh, with red, and, and we wanted to ask really, are red and blue friends yet?
1: So they are, um, you know, Ren is, uh, the, and, and the bulldog was I, my son and him had a slobber off. They were, you know, if you see any of the pictures that the day one, they were just in each other's faces, slobber uh, off nonstop, but no Ren, Ren loves it. My, my daughter, I don't think she understands it's not normal for a six-year-old to just have, you know, be able to come over to Hinkle and get shots up. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, she comes over to practice, you know, at least once a week, but kind of a, a funny thing and a kind of a cool thing. So one of our practices at the end of practice, uh, I uh, told her she had three shots and she had to make one. And if she didn't make one, the entire team was going to have to run. And uh, she missed the first two and uh, made the last one. And they went bananas. They were fired up for, and she did a great job. But I was like, I told her, I was like, they were going to run if you missed. So it was uh, it was a good lesson, but the girls are great with her. And, you know, she she has a good time coming over here.
3: I love to hear stories like that. I I know I played college basketball for seven years and um, almost all of my coaches had kids. And so just, you know, understanding that they become like you become a big sister, you know, almost immediately. And then they gain 12 or 13 or 15 big sisters um, in a quick time. So um, I I wanted to ask you about the culture that you want to instill at Butler, like the, the intangibles, the things that are important to your team. You talked earlier about coaches always say, you know, family. Um, but actually meaning family. And so I wanted to ask you, what are the culture points of your program?
1: Well, I think it's been one of the things for us that, you know, you think back to IUPUI, some of the kids that we got to transfer in and that picked our school, um, you know, potentially over some other bigger institutions at that point. And I think a lot of it had to do with the character and the chemistry that we had within our roster. For us, um, you know, I want to bring in high character kids that care about their academics, you um, You know, for us, the the chemistry piece, you know, back to what I just talked about with my daughter. You know, my daughter was here the other day and she was in the locker room and she's hanging out. And I don't know what player she was hanging with, but I know all those players in that locker room are high caliber kids and people that I'd want my daughter around. And so um, I guess the best compliment that, that, you know, I, I received from one of our players last year is a young lady says the first time I'd ever played on a program where there was no drama. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, in the recruiting process, um, you know, I I probably lose kids sometimes because at the end of the day, here's what we have, here's what we don't have, here's who we are and here's who we're not. And, you know, there's no surprises when they get here. Uh, I think that's important to be, you know, genuine. Um, You know, like we're not taking pictures with, I don't have the bulldog mascot on my head and streamers and pointing at people like, That's not us, but that's also not going to be what it's like when you, you know, when you get here. And I think that's a big piece of it. And then we invest a lot. You know, we spend a lot of time individually getting to know the players. And, you know, I think that's why you're in this business, right? I'm not, you know, at some company and in an office all day. I'm get get to be around young people and help shape their lives. And I think that's 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 pretty special.
2: Absolutely. That that hit hard. There's no fakeness in this, this program, it's very genuine, or at least what you're trying to build, uh, from yourself internally, how do, how are you challenging yourself, uh, as you take on this role to be better, uh, at least in the big East?
1: I mean, geez, look around the room, right? Like I'm sitting at the big East meetings and then, uh, you know, I'm looking around the room with these coaches and, you know, Tony, who's a good friend of mine at Seton Hall and, you know, Gino, and then obviously Doug Bruno hall of famer and, you know, Megan at, uh, you know, Marquette, who's done a great job. Like, you it's going to be a challenge. But to me, that's the fun part. You know, you mentioned that Iowa game Uh, the prior spring uh, when teams post, you know, these, these opportunities to go play, we signed up to play Michigan and Iowa almost immediately knowing they had their sweet 16 teams back. And uh, I'm not going to tell you the coach's name, but there was a power five coach the last year that called me and said, Hey, nobody's going to play us, but we know you'll play anybody. And I was like, yeah, no, let, let's talk about it. And so for me, I I really enjoyed. I know our players. You mentioned that our players, you know, they love those games. And and now, you know, obviously, I get a chance to do that every night. I mean, there is no off nights, you know, in the Big East. And yeah. I know it's going to be a huge challenge, right? I'm not going into this, uh, you know, like it's oh, we're just gonna, it's going to take some time. There's a process to it, but you know, I definitely am excited for the challenge and feel grateful for it.
3: Yeah, no, I think um, it's one of my favorite basketball conferences. And like you said, because it's a basketball conference, you know, you just you're you're in it and you're ingrained in it. Um, wanted to ask you, how did you build your staff? You know, um, obviously you have Coach Fleming, and Coach Hoopengardner were with you at IUPI. Um, even your DOBO was also there with you. But we know that one of the you know biggest things for a new head coach going into a new challenge is to have a staff behind you. So how did you build your staff and what are the must haves for you in a staff?
1: I just said this last night at our tip-off dinner, you know, we we obviously had a lot of success at IUPUI, but I'm, you know, that's not just me. I've got great people around me. You know, as I've gotten older, I think the most important things to me are high character people mm. uh, that love basketball and study basketball. You know, there's still a lot of coaches in this profession that don't study the game. And, and I want people that study and watch and they're watching WNBA and NBA. And uh, you know, coach Fleming was with me at IUPUI. Um, does an unbelievable job. You know, he's been our post coach, you know, every post player that came through there was a thousand point score and played either professionally overseas or got drafted. Coach Woodrich uh, actually worked for me at IEPY early um, and then got a job uh, as a division two head coach and then jumped back onto the staff. And then, you know, coach Gardner played for me. So there was a familiarity there. Um, you know, I went from a 25 minute drive to 12 minutes uh, with this job. And so, I was hired on a Friday, I met the team, uh, met with them individually on a Monday, had the team to my house Wednesday, and really hit the ground running, and so the neat part about it is, and I think the players would say this, is they're not just having to learn a new coach and then new assistants, they're learning one group together, because we've all been together for so long, uh, and we're all on the same page, and I think that's, that's really nice in a transition like this.
3: Yeah, it's a really easy transition when you go from twenty-four minutes to twelve minutes. Most coaches go uh, from twenty-four hour flights uh, or twelve-hour flights, and 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 different everything. So no, that doesn't you know that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, we were at the tip-off dinner last night, and uh, we were meeting different people, and you know, one of the people, it's like, oh, my wife designed their house, you know, before Ren was born. Wow. It was like different things like that, little nuances that you kind of uh, you know learn as you go. That's that's kind of cool.
3: Love it.
2: We've we've talked to a lot of coaches already about kind of uh, the transfer portal and it being so, you know, so utilized um, at this day and age. And it's, it's awesome that you were able to get a few uh, or basically bring a few from IUPUI uh, to join you at at Butler to kind of help instill some of the cultural values. Uh, can you talk about how recruiting is so different uh, in that stage versus uh, the high school level?
1: Well, I think it's two twofold. First, you know, a job like this would be – a lot more daunting. I mean, you know, they won one game last year. So there's no transfer portal. This looks like a whole different ball of wax. And because of the transfer portal, it gives probably a coach like myself or other coaches, maybe a softer landing to be able to at least make some changes, get some veterans. Um, In our case, in the transfer portal, um, almost every player we brought in except for one and one player, I kind of knew somebody that knew somebody. But we've always had a relationship with them. Maybe it was somebody during the recruiting process um, that, that we recruited early on and went in a different direction. So it's been very valuable to us, um, you know, from that standpoint. Um, the other side of it is that now you have to plan for it. So, you know, I, I'm thinking yeah. even into the spring this year of, of making sure you have a couple scholarships available um, for for that opportunity. Um, and then it also, I think, makes you go, hey, at the high school level, like we got to make sure – uh, I think coaches are, are are not taking as many risks. Maybe, Hey, I like this kid. You know, there's a ton of potential. Ah, we'll see. Now I think it's okay. Hey, I better be darn sure on the scholarships I do put out there because if not, you know, the transfer portal is an option. And I do think the transfer portal will slow down a little bit. Um, you know, we had the what, online recruiting year from COVID where, you know, all of us just recruited online. And, uh, and then you had last year where everybody, you know uh, you had the freshman that had the extra year of eligibility I I think that'll slow down a touch but it'll still be a a tool for 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 coaches and players I mean I
2: I always tease her but I mean before this was even a thing she transferred like five times
1: (laughs) she was she said she was a trendsetter yeah
2: I think my number goes up every time too I want to be saying 10 by the by the time we're two years from now whatever
3: I just wanted all the good conferences and I missed the Big East. So
2: <laughs> there you that's
0: go. All.
3: I just wanted all the good ones. Um, you no know, coach. Uh, first of all, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. We really enjoyed our conversation with coach Parkinson. Uh, congratulations on getting your job at Butler. Um, and we wish you the best of luck this year, rocking out the first year. So we'll be tuned into the games. Uh, we know you guys are going to bring an exciting style of basketball and some defense. Um, and like you said, it's going to be a dog fight day in and day out on the Big East. So, really excited to see what you guys can do
1: appreciate it enjoy the conversation with you guys awesome. definitely
3: Thank well you.
2: actually we got to go to indiana i've i've never actually like stepped foot just the airport so we got to do that Wait, you've so. never been to hinkle field house no i uh oh, i mean goodness, I, i'm no. a lifelong texan and i moved to new york uh, in 2020 um only connected in that airport Pretty good airport though. You let um, me know.
1: You you come through. We'll get you tickets. We'll get you set up. Cause, uh, I'm telling you, and I'm not just saying this because I work here, but but I grew up. You know, I think I think Hinkle is one of the fa- five best venues in the country. I mean, it really truly is. I always appreciated in college playing in the college arenas. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. love I love playing at Minnesota. You know, that was an old school spot. Yep. I mean, personally, I didn't like playing a lot of these big football arena type deals. I love the old school feel and they've kept that here but modernized it. So you you definitely got to get to Hinkle Fieldhouse at some point.
2: We're doing it. We're making it happen. Ice come with me for sure.
3: If if I must. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I love Indianapolis. So yes, I'm for it. I'm all for it. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her.